historic moment. Raptors win. afternoon and good evening rugby fans and welcome to episode 17 of the dnvr raptors podcast i'm colton strickler i'll be answering a few of your questions today uh, but before i do that i also want to jump into a little bit of a preview for tomorrow's match against the utah warriors so if you've been paying attention raptors are still looking for their first win of the season uh, they'll catch the utah warriors team it's kind of coming into town off a 2020 draw to austin gogronies Utah is a team really that's kind of been all over the map through the first three weeks of the season. Uh, they lost to Rugby ATL in the first match of the season. Then they went and beat the New England Free Jacks in Las Vegas in the second week of the season. And then, as I just mentioned, played to a draw with Austin. So they stood at 1-1-1. One, one, and one. They're in second place in the Western Conference with seven table points. So uh, this weekend would really do wonders for the Raptors in terms of standings, but also just kind of help get that monkey off their back. They are able to take care of business and pick up that first win. They say the first one is the hardest to get. So, I mean, when, once you get that first one, hopefully the rest kind of come a little bit easier. So a little background on the Warriors. The Warriors are one of the original seven MLR teams. They're the fourth original seven MLR team that the Raptors will have faced in as many weeks. Uh, once once Saturday's here. So not counting the preseason, the Raptors and the Warriors have played each other four times, and the Raptors have never lost to the Warriors. So they hold a 3-0-1 record over the Warriors um, in, the, in that inaugural season in 2018. The Raptors beat the Warriors 36-29 on the road. Um, they play at Zion, I think it's like Zion's Bank Academy, something like that. Um, and then... And the Warriors came to Glendale, Infinity Park, and the Raptors beat them 34-21 in the semifinal round to advance to that first MLR championship. So um, that was kind of the, the first year, the first two times they played each other. And then, like I mentioned, there's a couple of uh, preseason matches mixed in. I think at least at least one. I think there was two other on the schedule that got postponed or something like that. So, um, But last season, the Raptors played the Warriors to a 26-26 draw out there in, uh, in Salt Lake City. Um, and in that match is kind of weird. It really looked like the Raptors were dead in the water. They were down 16 nothing at halftime, really clawed back into it, um, obviously, to, to finish the match at a 26-26 draw. And it was super good. It was really good. I thought the second half was really good just to watch a team come back like that, score 26 points and a half um, with their backs against the wall. And I, I do remember feeling very underwhelmed that the match ended in a draw. So... In that second second meeting of last season, um, Robbie Petzer, if you if you've been paying attention to the Raptors, he's been in this he's been a regular in the centers through these first three weeks, and he's in the starting lineup again this weekend. Um, but he Robbie Petzer went off in that in the second game they played last season. The Raptors ended up beating the Warriors sixty four to twenty two, so it was a very lopsided. I think Robbie Petzer finished that match with six carries for one hundred and two meters and three tries. And then he also went nine from 10 off the tee, so goals and conversions. Um, and he finished that match with 34 points. So, uh, I mean, just an unreal performance. Um, and then Chad London, a guy I mentioned on the last show, um, he's also been a regular in the centers this year. He also had a really good game in that one, finished with 10 carries for 143 meters and two tries himself. 
So um, the 64 points that the Raptors scored in that game are the most that they've ever scored in a single match since MLR has been in existence. Um, that's kind of that's a club record for them. And they also that also coincidentally was the last match that the Raptors have won. So after that, they went on a, a three-game losing streak to end the season last year, and then have obviously began this season with a 10-game losing streak. So. Uh, things might come full circle. Raptors could uh, get back on track, get back to their winning ways with a win over the last team that they beat. And I know they could certainly use a little bit of uh, Robbie Petzer, Chad London magic. If, if those guys have that type of game, it's hard to imagine them ever losing. So um, that's kind of a little bit of a background on the, on the history of the two clubs so far. Obviously still being written. The Raptors and Warriors will play each other two times this season. So obviously once on Saturday, here at Infinity Park, and then they'll play again later in the season out there in Salt Lake City. Um, yeah, so this was, I guess, kind of the relationship between the two teams. This was always a, a, a matchup that I really thought could develop into a rivalry. Obviously, it hasn't yet, um, just because you have to, one team has to can't can't be always be on the receiving end of, of a beating. Um, so uh, maybe eventually, just because it is so close ge uh, geographically and. Yeah, it's just right on the other side of the mountain. So this was always one I, I looked forward to. I thought it could have the potential to turn into a big rivalry, kind of like the Atlanta NOLA or um, even like NOLA Houston's pretty close. San Diego, um, Seattle. That's kind of that's kind of a, a growing one right now. So we'll we'll see what Saturday brings. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, one, one guy I picked out to look out for the Warriors tomorrow will be Fly Half Hagen Schultz. Uh, he comes into the weekend as the leading point scorer in the ML MLR. He's got 43 points through three weeks, so he's really been lighting it up. Uh, and and that, that's something to keep an eye on because if you've been paying attention to the Raptors so far this season, they have had an issue kind of conceding penalties in, in makeable spots on the field uh, through these first three weeks. And I know that's that's resulted in a lot of points against them. So guys like... Sam Windsor, if you remember, he he made a lot of penalty. I don't even know if he made he made a lot, but he made he made makeable penalty goals that uh, kind of put the final nail in the coffin um, in that round one loss to the Sabercats. and then um, Luke Burton for the Legion in week two. He he was the same way. It was he the Raptors would concede penalties in makeable spots in their own territory, and he made them pay. So that's. I think that's something to keep an eye on for sure. If you watched the DNVR Raptors weekly breakdown with that I did with Ali Monroy this week, you'll, you'll know I mentioned Fetu Vainicolo. I saw the Utah roster, and I, I've noticed I've had a knack for picking people that aren't playing. So uh, you can disregard that one, but if you make sure you tune into the to some other games this year, you'll you'll for sure see Fetu lighten it up. So. Cool. Um, so personally, I, I kind of think this is the week that the Raptors, it all comes together for the Raptors. I think this is when they get back on track, um, pick up a win. Um, you know, going into the, the week one matchup versus Sabercats, it was kind of, it was kind of anything goes just because I hadn't seen them play yet. Even all the preseason stuff, they were all out of town. Um, MLR preseason hasn't been broadcast or streamed. There was only a couple games. Um, that have been broadcast or streamed. So I really didn't know what, what to expect. A lot of the guys only been here for three weeks. Obviously lost that one. Going into week two, kind of had a feeling just with how good San Diego has looked this early in the season. Going into that one, you had a feeling. But, I mean, even the first those two matches were, were winnable, certainly. And then same thing against New Orleans. 
you, you, you don't know for sure. I didn't know for sure. Kind of had, I had a feeling the Raptors were going to play a good one, and they did. Obviously, didn't get the result they wanted. Uh, missed out on the, the draw right at the end. But uh, I think this is – you've seen them get better over the last three weeks. I think going into to round four will kind of all come together for them. Uh, I think this is where they'll pick up their first win. I mean, and if they don't, it's uh, it could be looking at some trouble. So uh, we'll see what, we'll see what happens. We'll see what Saturday brings. I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be an exciting game, if anything. So uh, kind of with that, that's that's my very brief preview. If you're looking for a little more in-depth one, make sure to go check it out. Uh, the written preview I wrote earlier today, published it this morning on the dnvr.com. Uh, make sure you check that out if you want to learn a little bit more about the, the team. So with that, let's go ahead and jump on into some of these questions you guys have been sending over the last few weeks. I know it's been a little bit since I've done a mailbag, so go ahead and jump into some of these. So the first one comes from Avalanche Jeff on Twitter. And he says, I am new to this rugby thing. I appreciate watching it and developing into becoming a fan. How is the talent level in this league? What should I know to enjoy the sport better? So thank you, Avalanche Jefferson, and then that question. I think that's a good one um, because it is such a new league. People have are wondering this because it's something that people are curious about. Um, and just, yeah, so kind of jumping into that. Um, Zach talked a little bit on it, the last podcast we did that came out yesterday. If you haven't listened to that, make sure you go check it out. It was a really interesting conversation. But but he talked about himself like he's a guy that's played a lot of high-level rugby all over the world. And he was kind of surprised coming over just because he'd heard things that the, the talent level wasn't as high as he's been used to playing. And, I mean, he said it himself that he's come over and has been pleasantly surprised with, with the talent level over here. So it's getting better. It gets better every year, obviously, with MLR being in its third season. You can see uh, the growth. You can see the talent come up a little bit. And I think a lot of it's attributed to – I mean, there's a few factors. Something that's been talked about quite a bit with MLR is that um, providing these – American rugby players with the opportunity to train full time. So, um, rugby in the in the past has been pretty cl like it's club based, right? Um, and and these guys work day jobs and then they come out to training a couple nights a week. They they get in the gym whenever they can, um, and, and they kind of make it work that way. But with MLR, um, I know specifically with the Raptors, the the structure of the last two years has kind of been we've got this amount of full time guys and and a couple part time guys that are that still have a career doing other things and and like I just mentioned they come get a lift in whenever they can they're at training whenever they can be but this year I know the Raptors are are exclusively full-time players so these guys are here every day um, and just being in an environment where they're eating right they're all they're doing is practicing rugby trying to get better at rugby getting in the gym they're working out they're studying tape they're studying plays strategy so just being in an environment like that obviously the the skill level is going to come up and um, I think a lot of these high-level guys coming over, especially in the last year or two, I've been really helping the the skills and the and the skill level itself improve. Um, if you paid attention to the World Cup at all this last fall, you you'll know that there's still a, a big a big gap really between the skill level between the United States and the rest of the world, um, just just based on the United States performance. And it it wasn't all bad. Obviously, they didn't come away with any wins in that tournament, but they really did play well. Um, they played. A lot of teams pretty tough and you can see it coming up like this this time this whole I mean I guess the last five ten years in America you've really been able to see the growth just and that's because of leagues like MLR and even pro rugby organization that kind of launched before just the first step of of pro rugby in America I mean you can see the skill level coming up and I think as long as as there is this 
um, MLR, if there is pro rugby in America, that it will just continue to get better. And that's kind of how it seems to be going, right? It seems like this is this is here to stay. And, and yeah, and so as, as long as, as this is around, then it'll, it'll just keep getting better. So that's kind of what I think about that. Um, going a little bit into the more, excuse me, going a little bit more into the skill level, uh, parts of that is if you paid attention to any of the MLR preseason, I know I just talked about a couple minutes ago, uh, it was kind of hard to watch because there weren't many games broadcast or streamed, but uh, the Seattle Seawolves closed out their preseason against uh, Tasman Mako. That's a New Zealand Mitre 10 side that won the Mitre 10 Cup final in 2019. So it was uh, the Mitre 10 Cup champions versus the MLR champions in, in a preseason match, and Seattle actually ended up beating them. Uh, they're kind of paying for it now because they got a lot of guys banged up from that match that still aren't back yet. Um, and I think that's a large part of the reason why they're at the, the bottom of the table right now. But um, so if, if I mean, if that tells you anything about where the skill level is, um, the really the skill level of the competition as a whole uh, for even a for a team in North America to even hang with a with a rugby craze team uh, from New Zealand, it's it's pretty I mean, it's indicative of what's happening here. So. Um, and then moving on to the second part of the question, I think uh, what the second part of the question was, uh, what things should I know to enjoy the sport better? Um, I think a lot of people, oh, excuse me, let me go back. I, I, I jumped to forward a little bit, my bad. Got a little ahead of myself in my notes, but um, going back to the skill level, I think a lot of the criticisms I've seen have been they, they wish that they would hope to see more do domestic players develop faster. And I know a lot of people are, are kind of against bringing in so many um, international players because it does take time and, and resources and development away from some domestic players. But I think you can see it. Um, it's a slow build and it'll take some time. And, and it's just like anything as the league continues to get its feet under itself, um, they get the logistics of it all figured out. It will improve. So. Cool. Now moving into the second part of your question. I'm sorry, Avalanche Jeff, I got ahead of myself a little bit. Um, he asked, the second part of his question is, what um, should he know to enjoy the sport better? Um, I think as far as enjoying the sport better, I think familiarizing yourself with the rules as best as you can can certainly help. Um, the Raptors put out a lot of very high quality rugby 101 content on their YouTube page that I see still does well on a regular basis. Um, so I think just watching that, I, but honestly, the best way to learn is just keep watching. So I think just to, to stay interested and stay hooked, I think just pick out things that you like. Like if you like big tackles and you like big tries or, um, you like the kicking aspect of it, you like, you like people running with the ball. You like when the ball's in hand, you like whatever you like about the game. I say, just watch it for that. And the rest will come. Uh, I mean, yeah, the best way to learn is just keep watching it. Watch as much as you can. Watch as much as you can handle. Um, I think people that are unfamiliar with rugby genuine, generally like it as soon as they they get their first taste. So um, I think just keep watching it. That's the best way to keep learning. You'll start picking up on different rules. You'll start picking up on strategies. You'll start seeing tendencies. Um, so I think doing that, so familiarize yourself with the rules. Watch as much as you can. Um, and then, too, I think a, a unique thing with rugby is you really do get the chance to know a lot of the guys. Um, I know here at Infinity Park, after the game's over, you can walk right down onto the pitch and, and mingle with the players, shake their hands, ask how they're doing. Um, and I know a lot of the players here get to know a lot of the fans personally because of that. If you hang out after the game up at the Tri Club, they'll come up and have a beer with you. 
Um, so I think that's pretty unique, and I think that might be something that can help you like rugby a little bit more too is just if you get to know the guys personally, right? Because then you get a personal attachment. You start rooting for different guys. If they, if they leave a team and go to the next one, you have a rooting interest. You have something to watch for. So um, I think that's interesting as well, and I think that has kind of been something that helps me um, – you know, pay attention to the rest of the league. Now that I'm not uh, doing MLR stuff anymore, I still pay attention, but it's nice to be able to watch the guys and, and, and cheer for certain players. So I think that might be another thing that will help you enjoy the sport a little bit better. Rugby guys are always really down to earth, always super nice, super cool guys. So if you make it out to a match this year, make sure you keep entering in our ticket giveaways at the NVR Raptors on Twitter. Um, you make out to a match this year, make sure you, you just ask questions and you, and you meet some of the guys because they'll be more than happy to come say what's up. So thank you for the question, Avalanche, Jeff. I appreciate it. The next one comes from Kevin on Twitter, and he asks, how do the MLR standings work? I think this is a good question because the MLR standings are a little bit confusing, I guess, to Americans because no other real major American sport operates like this. But it is uh, determined by the standard rugby union point system. I ripped that right off the bottom of MLR standings page. So I will do a little bit of bad radio and just kind of read you what's at the bottom of the of the table. But it's useful and it's something every year that I have to reteach myself because I kind of purge it from my brain. So, um, so the table is as opposed to like football where it comes down to like wins and losses this table is completely determined by table points and obviously winning is how you get the most table points but there are other ways to pick up points in the table you don't necessarily have to win every game so it's kind of like hockey in that sense where in hockey you get two points for a win one point for uh, overtime loss so um, in this sense it goes uh, you get four table points for winning the match so if you just win the match you get four table points um, if you if you draw, you get two table points, which is obvious, which is why the Raptors not um, being able to get that try at the end of the last match was a big deal, because um, obviously you would have picked up two table points instead of just the one that they have, and they wouldn't be in last place right now. Um, you get zero points for losing, so if you just lose, you you don't get any points, obviously. But there are ways to lose and still get points, if that makes sense. So you get one losing bonus point if you lose the match by seven points or fewer, which is how the Raptors got a, a bonus point in that last game. Obviously, they lost to NOLA 27-20, to 20, so lost by seven points or fewer, they get a table point. And you get another bonus point if you score four tries in a match. So realistically, you can lose a match and still get four points. I mean, excuse me, still get two points. And so say you lose 20 to say the Raptors had scored four tries to get their 20 points and they still lost 27 to 20. They could get two points in that loss, if that makes sense. Hopefully that does. I don't know if I did a good job um, explaining that. So. And then there's a, there's a bunch of tiebreakers, which I'll go through. I'll re, again, I'll read this straight off the bottom of the MLR standings page, which I don't know how good of a, of a podcasting etiquette that is, but I'm going to do it anyway. So in the event of two or more teams being equal on competition points for any position, either during or at the end of the season, such position will be decided upon using the following steps until the tie is broken. Sorry, I didn't read that that well. But here are um, the tiebreakers in order of, you know, weight. So... So the first tiebreaker is most wins from all matches. So if you have the same amount of table points, but one team's won more game, they um, are ranked higher. Second tiebreaker, highest aggregates points difference from all the matches. So this doesn't mean table points. This means literally how what's the difference in points that you scored. So right now, I think the Raptors point differential. Oh, I have the standings page pulled up right here. I can tell you. 
The Raptors points differential right now is in minus 43. The Seawolves are minus 37. So the Raptors and Seawolves both have one table point, but because the Seawolves are a little bit closer to zero, they have a minus 37, Raptors have a minus 43. They have higher, they are uh, the fifth seed instead of the sixth seed in the Western Conference and the 11th instead of the 12th in the table. So the next tiebreaker, I think I skipped one. The third tiebreaker is most tries. So if a team scored more tries than the other team, that's the, the third tiebreaker. Fourth tiebreaker is point differential, which I just explained. Fifth tiebreaker, uh, superior head-to-head -head record. So if they played um, teams higher than them and they beat them, and if they played each other, and obviously if they beat them twice, um, that's, a, that's a deciding factor. Then it goes to a coin toss. Uh, yeah, and then after that, it, they're just signifying which teams have clinched the playoffs, which obviously nothing has happened yet because it's only week four. So that's kind of how the MLR standings work. Hopefully that makes sense. I, don't, um, I feel like it was kind of scatterbrained, but hopefully it wasn't. Hopefully you understood that. Obviously, if you have any questions, send them in. I'll answer it again. Um, so I want to make sure you guys understand it the best you can. So the next one comes from Sports and Banter on Twitter. And he's, he asked quite a few, so I'll read all his questions first, and then I'll answer them. He says, what are the plans in front? Is the hooker going to hit a thousand balls against the post to practice this week? How are you? How are they going to manage discipline? Is there an appetite to execute basics? Will they not rush? So, um, sports and banter sounds like a frustrated Raptors fan, and I get it. I think you have every right to be frustrated. It's been kind of a frustrating start to the season. Um, but to kind of go into to some of your questions, I'll answer them as best as I can. Um, as far as what the plans are up front, I really think the forwards are getting better. I think that was apparent in the in the loss to Nola last week. Scrum to look, scrums looked a lot better than they had the first two weeks, I thought. Um, like I mentioned on the show yesterday, the scrums are what kept them in it down the stretch. They're forcing Nola into a couple penalties in the scrum. That was obviously giving the Raptors a ball in that last 10 minutes. That's how they even were able to set up that last try. Um, that obviously got called back for, the, for drifting forward a little bit. So I think the plans in front, like... I think they're getting better. They know that where they've been lacking, they've been working hard on it. Um, for as far as the second question, is the hooker going to hit a thousand balls against the post of practice this week? For people that aren't familiar with rugby, hooker handles the lineouts. So when the ball is out of bounds and they throw it in, he his job is to throw it straight to the guys that they lift up in the air. Has to go straight down the channel if it drifts to towards your team. It's not you're not throwing it in straight, and that's a penalty. So. I mean, as far as are the hookers going to throw a thousand balls against practice this week? Uh, I've, I mean, the lineouts I don't think were the problem at all last week. The Raptors won 93% of their own lineouts and stole one from Nola, um, while Nola only won 73% of their own lineouts and they didn't steal any from the Raptors. So I don't think lineouts were the issue. Um, I mean, if you, I mean, if you were going to pick something like you can maybe say malls, but even malls didn't look like too horrible. Um, so I don't think lineouts are, are the issue, and, and yeah, I don't, I, so kind of moving on from that, I think the lineouts looked good. Um, they were certainly better than Nola's last week, which is which is what you can ask for if you're playing against somebody, right? So uh, just kind of mention again, I think the forward pack is getting better. They're looking better. Uh, obviously, the forward pack really has to work together as a pack, and that just takes time to gel. And like I've mentioned before, with a lot of turnover on this team, a lot of these guys have only been here for a few weeks. Um, so the more time, the more practice they get, the better they're looking. And I think you've, you've seen that through the first three weeks. And I think we'll see that again on Saturday. So uh, moving his, to his next question, how are they going to manage discipline? Um, I think discipline it has been an issue, certainly. 
they had the Raptors had guys get yellow cards in first uh, their first two matches of the season. Obviously, playing a man down is never easy. Uh, Nola played a man down. That's obviously how John Ryberg scored that try in the the gold match this last week. And so I think discipline's an issue. I mentioned a little earlier. Um, if if they don't take care of business, if they don't play discipline, Hagen Schultz can certainly make them pay because um, he he's pretty automatic with his boot. So I think that's certainly something to watch for, and I think it's it's been a point of uh, focus this week um, from some of the people I've talked to. So I think I think managing discipline is important, and I think that's something the Raptors will see them do this week. And if they don't, they're going to be in for a long day. I think just like they have been um, through those first two matches of the season, because uh, if you'll recall, that's kind of. Uh, they, uh, they conceded a penalty in their own territory in that round one match versus Sabercats. Sam Windsor hit the hit the penalty goal, and that kind of put them down two scores. And and then against San Diego, the San Diego really killed them with a thousand paper cuts because of those penalties. Um, there's a penalty 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 after penalty, and um, they looked up, and they're they're instead of being down 14, they're down or excuse me, instead of being down nine, I believe it was they're down 15 points. So. I think discipline um, is something they'll work on. We'll see. I mean, we'll see what what Saturday brings, right? Um, and then finally, one of his last ones, I guess his last two, is there an appetite to execute basics, and will they not rush? Um, as far as those questions go, I think there is an appetite for basics. Obviously, the the guys uh, hate this losing streak more than more than we do. Um, they don't like that. They they want to win games. They don't want to lose them. So they're they're working hard. I can tell you for a fact they're working hard. I've seen it. Um, and like I mentioned before, I, I think this will be the week that everything turns around. But um, will they not rush? I think not rushing has kind of been the plot the problem through the first couple of weeks, hasn't it? Because they really started slow, and and even like last week against Nola, they started slow. They're down 14 points in the first nine, 10, 11 minutes. Um, there's too much of a hole to dig yourself out of come the end of the game. And they really have played better as the game have gone on as well throughout the game, especially we watch NOLA. They started slow, ramped it up, cut it down to a one-point lead going into half. So um, start not rushing has kind of been an issue. I, I get what you're saying, though. Um, playing the I, I get what you're saying in the sense they need to settle into their phases. They need to run their system. They need to ru not rush any of that. And I think, again, that all just takes time. They've, they've seen what hasn't worked. They're starting to see what is working. Um, and, and, and then, again, it all come down to Saturday. So um, look, they're looking for a fast start, looking to settle in, run some of their phases, run their system, and, and we'll see what happens. So, But I can tell you they are working hard. They want to turn the ship around. Um, so hopefully... Next week, you have some some happier questions to send in if you keep sending them in. But anyways, thank you, Sports and Banner, for the question. I appreciate it. Oh, last one, final one that I'll answer today comes from Chad. He goes, who's the best Raptor of all time, Velociraptor or Colorado Raptor? So if you're asking who the best Raptor of all time is as far as rugby player Raptor goes, there's there's too many to choose from. The one that comes off the top of my head, Zach Finolio, but... Um, I mean, that's not fair to just single him out, so I don't know if I could pick the, the best Raptor of all time. If it's between a Velociraptor or Colorado Raptor, um, I guess a, the Colorado Raptor is named after a bird of prey, whereas a Velociraptor is a dinosaur. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, again, I don't really know how to choose. But when you ask who the best Raptor of all time is, Im immediately my sports brain goes to Vince Carter, so I'll pick him. Hopefully that's a sufficient answer for you, Chad. Thank you for your question.
So that's all the questions I'll answer today. Make sure you keep sending them in. I know we still have some we haven't gotten to, but again, they're ones I want to save to ask somebody that's smarter than me. So again, make sure you're following us along on Twitter at DNVR underscore Raptors, um, at Colton Strickler is my personal account. Keep following along. Keep sending in stuff. I like reading these questions. I like answering them the best I can. Make sure you follow along because we've been giving away tickets these last two weeks. So um, if I was a gambling man, I'd bet we give away tickets to next Friday's game against Toronto Arrows. Uh, yeah, make sure you go check my preview out on the dnvr.com. I wrote a preview. Been cranking out some written, some written stuff. Make sure you go back, listen to the shows this week. I did one with Director of Rugby, Mark Bullock, on Tuesday. I did one with Zach yesterday. Uh, Zach's played a lot of rugby. I talked about it a little bit before. Make sure you go listen to those. Um, I'm sorry I didn't put out four shows this week. I, I made you guys promise to let you down, so I will make it up eventually. I'm not sure how yet, but I will. So thank you for listening. Uh, the match tomorrow is at 4 p.m., it's at Infinity Park. It will be broadcast on coloradoraptors.com. If you can't make it down here, should be a beautiful day. Uh, East High School is playing Falcons rugby out of Colorado Springs as the curtain raiser. So if you're just looking to come watch some rugby, show up at 2, hang out through through that game, uh, have a couple beers, watch the Raptors play the Warriors. Should be a beautiful day. I hope to see you there. So that's my show. Hope you had a great day. Hope you had a great week. Hope you have a great weekend. So thank you for listening and enjoy the match.